This is Blake 7 in Character, the podcast that travels at Standard by 5 to seek out elements from the classic TV show. We'll be taking a look at the one-off characters, and occasionally the not-so-one-offs. Who they are, what we think, the actor's backstory, and anything else that occurs to us as we waffle away. So, stand by to teleport, for this is going to be spoiler-heavy, so it's advisable that you watch the story first. We've had um, uh, some big characters, main characters so far, but I, th- I think now, don't you think, Ian, we're, we're on the major characters now? Yeah, we've, we've gone through the incidentals and the interesting and the, the minor cast and the main cast, and I think we're now on the, like you say, the, the big ones. These are the hard hitters. These are what people think of when you say Blake Seven. Yeah, and I guess if you put Blake Seven, Google it, you know, one of the remaining four characters is going to be up in that uh, yes. image thing, aren't they? Yeah. These these are all characters that that if you ask the person in the street that hasn't seen Blake Seven since the nineteen seventies, will will know these because of the they crossed over into sort of public recognition. They were in the papers, they were you know, on Wogan, that sort of thing, and especially this uh, this one we're talking about. Today, uh, she was revolutionary on a number of fronts, wasn't she? So. She was, she was. And, of course, you know, like everything with Blake Seven, we're looking back on this over 40 years' worth of, uh, of time, and everything is all merged into one big melting pot. So when we talk about Servalan, we're, we're looking back in time, but it's Servalan in her entirety as yes. a character over four seasons. But thinking back to season one, can you remember... Your, um, you know, your impressions of Serverland when you were watching season one before <coughs> two, three and four came around? Um, yeah, I remember being impressed with Serverland when she first appeared. And of course, like I say, it, it hit, she hit huge even on her first appearance because the papers were full of sort of shots that, A, this was a, I mean, it, it shows how, how far we've come, doesn't it? This was a, a major female character, which was quite a, an unusual thing this was a major female character in a power position, even more unusual. Mm. And of course her hairstyle uh, at the time, and this is, this is a bit like um, Deckard from Blade Runner at the time, this was seen as, Oh my goodness. An actress has shaved her head for a part. And now you look at it and you go, it's not that short. And it's, it's the same with Deckard. Isn't it? Everyone thought that's the end of Harrison Ford's career. He shaved his head off. And it's not short now because we're used to, a lot of people having shaved heads, you yeah, know, stubble. Yeah. Sigourney Weaver in Alien Three. Yeah, that is a shaved. Head. That's a short haircut. Yes, I never but got Serverland, that. Yeah. No, I never got it with with Serverland because Jacqueline Pierce had this elfin haircut. You know, if yeah. you look at back at her in doing the ITC shows, you know, like the Saint and stuff. You know, which is could be like eight years before she had the short haircut. Yes. Yeah. I mean, Serverland was shorter than I think she had before, but but yeah. It's, it was, it was certainly a big thing. I say um, it's definitely on like Wogan and things like that. Um, but I must admit, as as a as an impressionable child, certainly in her first appearance, I, I was more watching Travis. <laughs> like, yeah, it's a man with an eye patch. Um, and then, sort of from I think Project Avalon onwards, you suddenly realise, oh, this is a recurring major character. Mm. And she, yeah, and then she's she's. She's as synonymous with Blake Seven as 
stops anything else. Mm. I think, um, you know, um, visually, I think the first few stories, um, you know, she's not she's not in the flamboyant outfits which she would later uh go on to wear so yeah yeah i think you're right that you know when you first see her she's along well to begin with you've got rontaine um so so she's more noticeable there but yeah you have got travis and and that but yeah those because this was another big thing about her wasn't it that you know um they wanted to put her in military outfits or rather butch outfits to match her haircut and it was jacqueline pierce who said no 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 go the other way you know i'm not wearing fatigues um and i i think that was the right choice i think i i like the fact with several that she is very very feminine she hasn't seen the need to butch up to to take part in a man's world, and it's I like that. I, I think it works really well. And it never, I, I can't think of any time where she actually had to. She no, she was quite consistent in her uh, um, choice of dress, wasn't yeah. she? And she used the skills she had, wasn't it? It was, yeah. It, I mean, it's still relevant today, isn't it? We, I mean, we've come coming a long way, but we haven't quite come that far. That. A lot of a lot of sort of women in high power positions have to emulate the male side. So you know they wear their business suits and they they mm. think they've got a shout in the boardroom. And it's I quite like this that she's you know especially early on she's totally feminine and it works. Yeah. Yes, and it's <laughs> as I say to begin with they're not too flamboyant. They could have gone you know the Cruella de Vil sort of outfit yeah, for her, yeah. you know, to, well, to, to really signpost yeah. that she's the villainess, you know? Yeah, they could have easily gone into pantomime. I mean, I think they did eventually go into pantomime, but what she's wearing, sort of certainly in season one, what she's wearing is sort of fits everything, doesn't it? It fits the, the world we see. Mm. But they could, yeah, they could have gone with the I am a villain, ha ha ha. Because mm. in season one, she's not that much of a villain. She's you know, I mean, it, I suppose it depends on which side you uh, you side with, but she's not doing anything particularly villainous. She's just doing what she thinks she should do to protect the Federation. Well, she is the face of the Federation, yeah. isn't she? Yeah. To begin with, to begin with, anyway. Yes. All right. Well, what I thought we would do is we'll start off and we'll be looking at um, what we know of her backstory yep. and, and and her history, and then and then as we go, we'll um, um, you know just uh, make notes and and just mention things that we've noticed along the way. So we, we do find a fair bit about her over the course of the four seasons. Of course, we never find out. Um, you know, Servalan is that a first name? Is it a yeah. surname? Is it a, a title or or what? Yeah. You know? I think. I, I mean, it, it it always sounds like a name to me. I mean, it's weird that that, that it's made up of you know server and LAN, both very uh, computer network stuff. So perhaps her first name was something like USB. You know? <laughs> that was her but dad. That was her dad. USB yeah. USB Servalan. Yeah, because she never mentions family. No, um, I presume she is from Earth. Well, um, I always got the feeling that she was like a child of the Federation, you know, like Hitler Youth style, where she's she's either she's either the family's died off or the family's not important. As soon as she discovers the Federation at a very young age, that is her family. Then, mm. so yeah, I could see. I don't know whether her family's died or she probably had them killed, but. Yeah, she strikes me as either an orphan of the state or a self 
made orphan of the state. Yeah, I, th- that is very interesting because I could see her doing that, that when she reaches yeah. a position of power, she will eliminate anybody that's got anything on her yeah. or any, anybody that might, you know, exploit Jeopardize a weakness. Her. And family, that her family would be that seen as that, wouldn't it? They would, they were, they would know her ultimate secrets. Yes. So. Um, um, yeah, I mean, presumably she went into the Academy or, or yep. the Federation's ver- version of an Academy because in Pressure Point, um, we, we find that uh, Kasabi, yes. who, who says that she was a bright cadet. Kasabi knew her when she was in the Academy, a young Servalan um, who, you know, um, um, Servalan grasped up for yes. uh, teaching treason. Yeah, so, and, so uh, even at that young age, Silverland was very much a, a, a you know, a, a, bi- a sort of a, a fascist, really, isn't she? She's the state is everything. The state goes above. It's weird that she become she becomes so self-centered and power-hungry later on. But mm. I certainly, from what Kasabi says, she's she would have grasped herself up, I think, at that point if yeah. she thought she was going against the state. Do you remember when we did the Kasabi uh, episode, uh, we were saying, I think we put on Facebook, um, you know, photos of young Jacqueline Pierce and saying, oh, this yeah. could be, you know, Serverland the early years. Yes. I like, I like the idea of that. Somebody, Mark, uh, photoshopping yeah. a young um, uh, Jacqueline Pierce um, onto like some uh, academy uh, uniform. Um, I'm thinking of um, especially, you know, the the training of the judges in Judge Dredd, where you see yeah. them, you know, all, yeah. all in uh, these military uniforms going through training and that. But yeah, Kasabi says, you know, um, that when she came up, you know, for trial being um, done for treason, that um, she had considered Servalan unfit for command, uh, presumably mentally unfit for command because of this power need or something. Yeah. So I suppose that yeah, because she's yeah she says she's unfit for command, but then you sort of get the feeling that she feels she's unfit for command because she hasn't any compassion, and that command people in command should have compassion. Um, mm. but, or yeah. she's noticed some sort of like ambition, yeah, you know, for power yeah. which shouldn't be there in a cadet. I, yeah, I suppose I don't know. perhaps that's it. Perhaps perhaps it wasn't. She wasn't doing it for the good of the state. Perhaps she was. She grasped on a cassette cadet because she was direct competition she might have seen yeah. that don't know i do like the idea it's i mean a big finish series isn't it? yeah you've got that nice uh scene where kasabi as she's dying she says i'm sorry serverland i should have tried more to yeah. help you and that really hits home to serverland you know yeah, you can the, see these sort of people the last thing they want is pity isn't it the last yeah. thing they want to feel is that that people have pity for them. They want to be feared, they want to be respected, but they don't want to be pitied. And that's, I mean, that's, again, really good writing. That's that's so true. Mm. Well, when Servalan is this cadet, this bright cadet, we yep. also find out that at the age of 18, she had an affair with Don Keller. Yes. All right. Who left her for some reason. We never find out what, but he left her. Um, and that's when Servalan says to Tarrant that... Power became her lover. Power yeah. is like a drug. Um, so I'm supposing the rejection of Keller is the thing that I guess killed off any last vestige of you know romance or emotion or or whatever. Yeah, in I her. it it depends on how much you how much faith you put in Tanith Lee's backstory of Serverland. 
because you you can work it one way or the other, can't you? You could say that that she wasn't the ambitious person. She was perhaps she grasped the other cassette cadet because they were, you know, sort of barging in on her love affair with uh, uh, with Mabel, whose name I've already forgotten. Even though you mentioned Don it, Keller, it? Don Keller. I think Keeler. <laughs> like no love affair with Keeler. Well, uh, no, I don't know. Might. Um, yeah, Don Quixote. Uh, yeah, so could it be that that was the case? Because I don't, everything we hear before Sand doesn't scream to me that Servalan is this loving, you know, <laughs> um, obsessive, loving girlfriend type that gets dumped once and becomes bitter. It just doesn't ring true. Again, I got a feeling that's a different character that mm. Tanith Lee just tipex the name Servalan over. All right. Well, if we tipex yeah. over that bit then, yeah. right, um, we find out that she got the post of Supreme Commander. She was appointed by the President. Yes. Um, supported by Councillor Joban. He actually supported and yeah. backed her becoming Supreme Commander. What do you think she was before Supreme Commander? She couldn't have been just Cadet. You can't go no, from no, Cadet no, no, to no, Supreme right. Commander. Well, she, she had I think some she history. Was, yeah. She wasn't on the military side as like she wasn't a trooper or anything like that. So I think she was she was like a secretary of state. So I imagine she was like the you know, so the home secretary or something like that, or secretary of state for defence if you want to go for the American model. And she's she's either shown that she's good at it or she's shown loyalty to the president and and they've put her forward. What's interesting is that um Montaigne says that 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 he was it one saying that pushed her for that that backed her candidacy or um because that suggests that other people weren't for her mm. that she had to be put you know what i mean so there had to be pushing done to get her into that position and people immediately start so the first little thing that goes wrong and they're talking about like getting rid of her out of that position aren't they with the blake affair um so she's not universally loved, is she, or respected no, I'm, at that I, I, point? No, I'm just wondering, you know, did she, you know, manipulate people to, to move up the ladder? Yeah. Did she sleep her way up? Did she bump people off? Was she ruthless before she became Supreme Commander? Or is it Supreme Commander and then, which then made her think that she could go on to be president? I mean, yeah. which came first? I don't know. I mean, I could see her blackmailing her way up. So she gets some dirt. She works closely with the president, gets some dirt on him. That would explain their animosity later. Yeah. Um, and I could see her getting dirt on some of the other, you know, senators and that and getting them to back her. Yeah, because I think we've got a, at least about 10 years between her, because Jacqueline Pierce was about 34, 35 mm. when, uh, when she made season one. And if you say a cadet, you know, leaves the academy, say age 20. So you've got like 14 years yeah. before we finally see her. I think we said, we, we, we were discussing before, we don't think maybe that she had been uh, Supreme Commander for very long when we no, I, see her. I don't think so. So she's not, she's not, been long enough that she secured herself in the position because they're still talking about you know that this could unseat her this Blake affair she's got to handle this well because people are watching and that all suggests that this is the first big job job the first big trial of her position Mm. um whereas if she'd been doing it for a long time i i don't think that would be the case i think because it's just literally just another thing that's come along isn't it Mm. but it feels like this is the first test of her capabilities but also the first 
sort of thing that people can then pin the hopes of getting her fired over. Mm. Um, yeah. So yeah, I, I, I mean, unless anyone else has got sort of a, a better theory that it always comes across to me in those first, certainly first episode that yeah, this is this is her new to the job and she needs to prove herself, and they're going to jump on the, anything that yeah that I'm... you know that fails for her. It's something you don't really think about, but, you know, when you have Blake and the crew joining on the Liberator, and that's the start of, you know, that chapter in their lives. But the more you think about it, I mean, Travis hasn't been long since he's, you know, recovered from his wound. So it's the start yeah. for Travis, and it's most probably the start start for Servalan as well, as Supreme Commander. Um, but we know that sometime before, either as Supreme Commander or in, in some other capacity, before we first see her, she knew Igrorian. Yes. Um, and at some point, you know, she helped him disappear from the Space Research Institute. Um, so, so she had murky de- dealings going on even before we see her. Yeah, I think she would have done. I don't think she's going to be the the. It's not the position that's corrupted her, is it? She's corrupting the position. So, yeah. I imagine she's as she's working up, like when she's sort of, you know, on the political side. Yeah, she's building up. She's building up. Uh, sort of a power base as far as people owe in her favors mm. you know stuff like that um so uh, yeah i could see her doing many dirty tricks and i can see it and i can see her yeah doing loads of dirty tricks to yeah. get where she is and when we very first the very first time we see her when she's talking to rontaine in the office you know she has done things she has reached this point it's only when you know she finds out about the liberator that she goes, I've now got a way to go even further. You know, if yeah. I could get the Liberator for myself, I mean, she says she's doing it for the Federation, but really she wants it for herself. I think that's why in Pro- Project Avalon, I mean, a lot of the time she just tells Travis to do something and Travis goes and does it. But she personally takes that little CSO ball, doesn't she, in yes. Project Avalon. She gets involved, you know. Yeah, I think I think you're, you're right. She She's in this, not, this, not as just a, like a threat to her position but also a huge opportunity mm. that that she can get her hands on the liberator and i i mean i imagine if she'd have got the liberator she would have quietly tried to duplicate it she would have built up a fleet like she says later she would she basically would have staged a coup on the entire universe wouldn't she she would have uh, taken mm. it all over yeah and and that's why i think as well she gets involved again at the end of season one with orac yeah. Because with that, you know, she agrees the mo- paying the money and everything, and she hasn't told anybody in the Federation. She no. tells Travis, but she hasn't told anybody else. She's doing this off her own uh, back. And I think if she had got ORAC at the end of that story, she wouldn't have given it over to the Federation. She would oh, have no, used no. ORAC to manipulate things to increase her power base. Definitely. And it's interesting you're, you're saying that, because when you think about it, she uh, she's building up her power base by she's brought travis in so she's brought in an officer that's that's his career's ruined and he's facing court martial he owes her big time isn't it? She, it's, it's mm-hmm. very clever that that she's bringing him in knowing that he's going to be very loyal to her because everyone else wants shot of him but if it does go wrong he's an easy one to blame yeah but you're right. It's, if she if she was honest, she wouldn't have got involved. She could have just sat sat on the 
the outskirts and kept sacking people she could as have they failed to do at space like, command yeah. And, yeah. and just set it but no it is serverland the manipulator yeah it is totally serverland the manipulator i mean we have we, we have that in spades you know i mean yeah she she wants the liberator she then wants orac the next thing that comes along is imipac yeah and she um you so. know she wants that for herself, you know. She marks. She even marks Travis, doesn't she? You know, yes. with it herself. A- anything that will shift the balance of power, isn't it? It's not only a threat to her, but a huge opportunity if she can get hold of it. Yeah, and she is manipulative in that with Carnell. You yeah. see the way that she acts. I think that is that is classic Serverland. That yes. is the way Serverland uses her skills um, to manipulate people. Either well, through intimidation, yeah. or she's charming, or yeah. or what, or seductive, well, or what? Yeah, I mean, we've seen that in in the first episode when with when she sat on the couch with the uh, the young federation oh, yes. officer, the pretty boy. Yeah, the pretty boy, and uh, it's a completely different serverland to we've seen in the previous scenes, and we will see again. So she, I think, she can read people, and she knows when to turn on the charm, when to mm-hmm. turn on the threats, when to just be or as honest as she could be. Um, <laughs> so I think she's like with Avon. She's she seems to be upfront, don't she? She seems to be. She talks to him. She's she's. Oh, there's always something a little bit hiding in the back, but she's she doesn't try and play Avon as far as sort of charming him or whatever. I think mm. the only time she does is when she says, says about we could rule the galaxy, and he, he yeah. says we'd last two weeks. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. But then with as well with Villa, she knows how to work Villa. And yeah, she doesn't try yeah. seducing Villa, no, does she? No, pointless. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and and like with Tarrant, she 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 uses his ego. Yes. Yeah. It's a, yeah. It's a, it's a really nuanced character. A, a brilliant performance as well. I think the only time it it falls absolutely flat for me is uh, is Jarvik. Yes. That, that, yeah. That, that's an anomaly. That is. She must that's... have been ill. <laughs> I can't. Yeah. Maybe if they had just had Tharnia or another female yeah, anyone, person in charge, anyone, but that yeah. yeah, that wasn't that wasn't Serverland. No. Um, yeah, but this manipulation, this way of you know playing people, it's it's obviously obviously was being noticed because Rontaine in trial says to uh, Burkle, you know, how her ambitions threaten them all. So yes. they, they even he he's the secretary to the president, and he knows that they're under threat from this supreme commander yeah well i wonder i wonder why the president put her in that position was it was it because he thought a bit like they thought with hitler that give her a position of power and they can control her and shape her or yeah why is there suddenly a threat to them did they Mm. think that she would just quietly obey orders and uh, (laughs) they suddenly realized she wouldn't you don't know. People might be having accidents because we yeah. see this, don't we? Oh, yeah. um, uh, Ke- uh, Kevin uh, Stoney's blind character yes. is, yeah. is immediately blown up as his yeah. ship departs. You know, she could be doing this left, right, and centre all over the yeah, place. Definitely. Yeah. Also, I suppose we don't we don't know it's the same president. Oh, that's a very good point. So it could be we that just one, assume yeah. it's the same president every yeah, time. Yeah, it could be a different president. One president's put her in charge. He gets mm. ousted, and the new president comes in, and suddenly there's a threat, isn't it? Yeah. So, because yeah. we never find out the president's name, I think. I mean, we found out bugger all about the president. We never we? did. We speculated yeah. that the guy with the spider that we yeah. see in shadow could have been 
the president, and I, I like could, that idea. Yeah, I like that, but I couldn't see Serverland's charms working on him. No, I think again. Yeah, I think again. You know, this is one of the great things about uh, Blake Seven is that you never do find out. So no. it's up to your own imagination. I think if you had seen the president and he was in a lot of gold lame or something like yeah. that, um, you know, it would have been a disappointment. But I yeah. like the fact that we don't know much. Also, it, 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 I couldn't imagine us doing these sort of uh, discussions for say Buck Rogers. Mm. You, no one's going to go. I wonder how the Earth uh, dictator or whatever came about. You don't mm. care because there's care. no depth to it, and it, it it's immaterial to the program. Whereas mm. the background of the Federation and stuff like that, it's it's absolutely weaved through the program. So you, it is important, but it's amazing they don't they give you just enough. Mm. But it's tantalising, isn't it? And you want to know more, but you also don't because it could have been trounced to death yeah you know now of course it would be if they remade it now Ugh. you know Servland would be related somehow or had a love affair with blake yeah. they would all be tied together you would get flashback episodes showing all of Servland's childhood what caused her to be evil yeah, you know, what given. caused her to yeah. shave her head you know yeah it, oh dear. and it i think it, it kills modern programs because where's the interest in discussing it if it's on screen for you yeah now um, she came to power. Her ultimate, yeah. you know, goal um, aim was president, right? And 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 that came during the events of Star One. But if Star One had never happened, do you think she was aiming to be president? I think if the opportunity had come up, but I I sort of I wonder if she would have like just just got rid of the whole presidency, so it would have become a a real military dictatorship. I don't know. I I think she's just seen a chance and gone for it. But what was her ultimate game? I mean, it was to, to have ultimate I think it power. Was. Why, I, think I don't it was. understand why these people want ultimate power. Well, we said... Didn't we? Terrible job. <laughs> we said, you know, that we, we feel, you and I, you know, it's all up yep. into inter- interpretation, yep. that when we, could we first right. see the Federation, it is... Uh, like a civil organisation, yes, but over the course definitely. of season one and season two, yeah. the military are taking over more and more, and and that could be Serverland. This could be her power play that she's doing. This could yeah. be the ambitions to get the military more and more involved. And I'm guessing if Star One had never happened, if Star One had never come under threat, ultimately there would have been there would have still been a coup, but it wouldn't have been Star One giving her the excuse for it. No. You know, well, Star. I think also Star One. It got rid of a lot of the Federation that perhaps the old officer corps that would have been against her. I suppose the question is, without Starwood, could she have staged a coup? Possibly not. I think there was still enough of a force for, I won't say for good, but for the old-style Federation, the civil Federation. Yeah, because you know? we've got that big old question mark again, haven't we? That when we see Servalan in Star 1, she seems quite desperate yeah. to, to get there and sort this out. And, and we said when we were doing the Star 1 story about how um, does she know about the Andromedans or is she de- just desperate because she wants to be in control of Star 1 rather than Blake? Or yeah. stopping Blake from destroying it, you know. I think we don't a, know. it's a mixture in it. So she's she's seen this is again this is another crisis stroke opportunity for her, isn't it? So this is an opportunity for her to take control of Star One. But what I wonder if part of it was, like, yeah, as you said, that 
she's been building up this long-term slow plan and she could see that the Andromedans could swoop in and make it null and void. They just take over and she's not got anything then. No, so I don't because... think she was doing it for the good of the people, was she? No, 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 no. It's the good of herself. And, and she yeah. has got the military might because, you know, yes. at Star One, halfway through that story, you know, you know a coup has happened. Um, you know, the president's been arrested. Um, everybody else who was loyal or, or she says something about anybody whose opinions might be conflicted yeah. have been arrested. We said they've been put up against the wall and shot. Yes, you know, there's definitely. no coming back from that. So so that coup happens during the story of Star One. And at the end where she says, uh, you know, get on with it, you know, and, and the fleet goes off. At that point, before, you know, um, season three starts, she has ascended to president. Yeah. We... Again, we never see it. We never see what the president's throne room looks like. We don't know if it's like something from Dune or something like that. In my mind, it's something like that, a big throne room. And I, stuff ima- like I imagine that. it's something like from Dune, but without the budget. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it'll be Dune. The, it'll be the uh, Padishah Emperor's throne room made out of cardboard. <laughs> yes. But uh, she has pe- become president. Um, yes. And, and, and here she is. She is president. And season three seems to be, you know, a, again, she she's redoubled her efforts to try and find the Liberator to yes. capture it. Um, because, again, any, if someone else gets the Liberator, they could topple her from the precarious place she's in. I mean, that, that's the thing, though, isn't it? That she's she takes over as the presidency. But she's actually probably weaker than she ever was as Supreme Commander. Yeah, because she's done this. Half yeah. of the fleet has gone as well. Yeah. Um, and we do know that by the time of rumours of death, there has been, you know, another... Another, yeah, coup. A, a, yeah. A, a, or an attempted coup, yeah. because, you know, Dana says, or Callie says, you know, yeah. why, why is Earth still in the hands of creatures like that? You know? <laughs> yeah, so... So the the old officer class have staged a coup, but they're too busy squabbling amongst themselves. Mm. Um, and she takes back control. But again, it's it shows how precarious. Yeah, civil war. And civil war is anything but civil, isn't it? Yeah, we'll look at our own English civil war and how things banded yeah. back from one side to the other. Yeah, and and I'm assuming that's why she wants the liberator. It's it's to, yeah. to, just to give her more power <laughs> than the other side. Yeah, I'm not. I think she might be overestimating the liberator because Blake had it, and he certainly didn't have much power, did he? No, he didn't. He yeah. didn't. Um, but we do know one of her ambitions during season three. She wants to reproduce. Yes. Um, you, you know, and uh, how do you think that came about? What the idea of it? The idea of it. Do you think that you know it was like bring a baby to work day, and she handled a baby and got a bit broody? I'm, I'm so, guessing she's got to think, right, um, I'm not going to be around forever. Yeah. Who's going to take over from me? I don't trust anybody. The only person I trust is myself. I need more little yeah. me's. And we know that the Clone Masters were got rid of because she talks yeah. about the un- untimely demise yeah. of they the Clone Masters. Stairs, yeah. I've always taken it, yes, <laughs> that she pushed them down the stairs. Yeah, I, think, I think they were got rid of, weren't they? I think you know, so, yeah, are... because, because they, they, again, they're, they're a power source that she can't control. And I don't no. think they would have been open to manipulation, would they? No, I think they, no. they, she would have had to have killed them. But that's interesting, that's... yeah, because cause you say, cause of course I, I was thinking of Children of Orr and that they would be her children. And of course, history has shown us that the, the, most, um, the most unreliable people to take over are your own kids. Um, but they're not kids, are they? They're clones of her, you're right. Yes, yeah, they're yeah. little mini hers. Yeah, yeah. yeah. 
Hmm. Yeah, interesting stuff. Interesting stuff. But yes, yeah, and she almost exterminates the whole planet of Auron yeah. to get her little things. Um, yeah, I think by this point she is, she's mad, isn't she? She's, she's as think? mad as Avon is in season four. What do you think um, set her over the edge? Is well, there a key moment, do you think? I think it's... I think she's... Her plan... Because I, I reckon she had a long-term, carefully laid-out plan. She had, she had a... Uh, she had a, a, an Excel spreadsheet somewhere with the dates and the days that she should be taking everything. And I think Star One escalated this to the point where she wasn't ready for it. And then I think the paranoia and the worry and the stress of being top dog and having people nipping at your heels is so very different from nipping at someone else's heels. So I think, I think just the stress of the job has, has turned her into a paranoid uh, person. Mm. Um, I don't think, I mean, I, I'm still not a great fan of the uh, that in Children of Our at the end scene where her, her children have been killed and it pushes her. I think mm. that doesn't. Yeah. Again, it's so unlike the Serverland that we we get every other time. What you what you're saying there about paranoia and everything and everything's a threat and that. Um, of course, in season one we find out there have been assassination attempts. Yeah. On her, and that's when she was still pretty much by the book supreme commander. Now she's like been seen by the populace to have uh, usurped the president. Yeah, that, that it could be like something from the Borgias or something I like that. So, Every, yeah. Everyone, everywhere is you know just suspicious about everybody else. Yeah, she's got food tasters and stuff like that. You know. Yeah, this isn't. I mean, even our own fairly mild. Uh, sort of governmental system with lots of lovely checks and balances uh no one really trusts each other so i think in this federation sort of universe yeah everyone's paranoid no one's real i mean the military seems to be the only thing that has any sort of realistic loyalty going on the mm. the, the civil service and the politicians certainly don't and i think that's and you look at it like throughout our history, and that is very true. It's like the, again, the English Civil War is only when the new model army was built up, and you know you had Cromwell with the loyalty of that, and that I mean that was precarious as well at the end. But I think the military is the only thing that she can rely on. Um, she can't rely on anyone else. No. Um, and unfortunately, she's she's done a bit of a Stalin, and she's got rid of a lot of the all the generals, the, all the generals, and, uh, the military. That's why that she's left with farmers and bus drivers. Yeah, and that it rapidly shows that the Federation after Star One <laughs> is useless, isn't it? It's it's almost incompetent. I mean, yeah. we they they don't win beforehand because it's a TV show and the heroes have got to win. But everything they do, season one and two makes sense and it mm. should win in a, in a real world situation the federation would have won hands down but from season three beginning off onwards yeah they're they're not the best at what they do are they no no um the last time we ever see her as president is in death watch yep the the you know Terence brother story where she almost um uh, creates war between teal and vandor because yeah. You can get get from that at that point. Her, amb her next ambition is to expand the Federation Empire. She wants Till and Vandor to fight. Then the Federation go over and wipe up the remnants, and yes. the Federation has expanded more. And is this but, a, is this a case of that she sees that as a she's always she squandered her resources and her power base in the Federation, so she now needs external 
sort of power factors yeah, to balance well be. it out. Yeah. But what, whatever was going to happen, something happens. There is a coup and yes. she's got rid of. Yeah. Because um, we were talking about, uh, when we were talking about Terminal, the fact that there are no Federation personnel no. on Terminal. The ship isn't a Federation ship. And we were speculating that that coup had happened. She had yes, she has run so. for it. That's the not only... a Federation plot, is it? That's uh, No, that's not a Federation plot. And she needs the Liberator more yes. than anything now because she hasn't got the Federation anymore. Yeah. She's on the run, isn't she? She is. And the, uh, the, the I mean, the, the one other speaking character that that we did from that episode doesn't really treat her with any deference, does she? She deference. No, no, no uh, they answer back. They yeah. call her Serverland. There's yeah. no president yep. or madam so I th- or anything I think, like that. I think you're right. And I hadn't really considered that till you mentioned it in the episode. Yeah, I think you're you're absolutely right that she's already been deposed. She's now on the run and trying to work out a way of getting back into power. Yeah. Later on, she does say to Tarrant that uh, the presidency had been stolen yeah. from her while she was on terminal. No, 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 no. Not while she was there, before she went there. I think, yeah, she's rationalised that, hasn't she? I think. I think terminal was always going to yeah. be a plan, you know. Um, yeah. I, but I think she started beaming the signals to Avon when the coup was underway. Yeah. This is her, you know, being very clever. This is her get-out plan, you know. Yeah. Um, but in Traitor, um, um, we find out there's a guy called Praptor there. He yeah. said that she was reported, when that picture is on the wall, Servalan, um, uh, she was reported dead in the rearguard action on Geddon. Yeah. But that's propaganda, isn't it? Yeah, that, that's, a, that's classic propaganda, isn't it? Is that, you know, if, you're, if your leader gets caught or dies taking cocaine off of her, you know, snorting it off of her, uh, a prostitute's stomach or whatever. They know they died in battle. They mm. they they died. A ship accident. Yeah. So that's classic. I think they've just put that out as the cover story. Yeah. Um, um, she, yeah. yeah. She she died doing her duty. Well, of course, she should have yeah. died at the end of Terminal because that was yeah. the very last story of Blake Seven, and she yes. was going to die. And you know, even when season four came out. Commissioner Slear, we've said, was going to be a completely new character yeah. because Jacqueline Pierce wasn't coming back, therefore Servalan wasn't coming back. So the last time we were supposed to ever see Servalan was when she teleports to nowhere. Yeah. Off well, of I mean, a that's, failing liberator. That's that's uh, clever writing, isn't it? That if if they couldn't get the actress back or they decide to go another way, it's no, she dispersed herself into space. Quite a fitting end. Blah blah blah. Whereas if she does come back, doesn't want too much extra money and we can write her in. Yeah, she beamed down to a planet. Yeah. It wasn't well, she says there near. was a power yeah. surge, but yeah. there was no, it's terminal. Terminal was nowhere yeah. near anything else. But the whole point, yeah. it was like miles away and it was, yeah. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Continuity I'll tell you how they, yeah, they, they could have brought Serverland back without Jacqueline Pierce if you did like a Christopher Pike sort of thing and the teleport scarred yeah. her horribly. Yeah. Or she could have just worn a mask. You'd have a different oh, been... actor playing well, uh, her, yeah. but wearing a mask. So she could have come I... back with a Phantom of the Opera style mask. Or I would have loved to see her come back as like uh, the um, Peter Pratt master, you know, with all burnt face in a cowl. Yeah. She could have or been a like... humongous. Yeah, she, she, yeah. She's got like a, a mask and all yeah. these throbbing veins on the back of her head. Actually, you know? I, I would have paid to see him try to pass... The humongous officer. <laughs> the humongous in heels. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So that's that. I mean, and yeah, she comes humongous back. She comes in back high as, heels. Oh, yes. God. oh God. 
we, we we have said the word flamboyant for Serverland's yes. uh, costumes, Fairly. and and they start off quite you know that were quite mm. sensible if you like that that they're, they're, they're glamorous, but they're yeah. not over the top. But I think you know I don't know if Jacqueline Pierce was matching her performance to her outfits, or her outfits were matching her performance. But yes, as as we went season one, season two, season three, season four, the outfits uh, the outfits got more uh, flamboyant, as yeah. did her as portrayal did her performance. Well, I. I suppose it's it's probably there's it's not it's, there's no one thing drives another, is it? That the costume designer would have got to know Jacqueline Pierce, and so Jacqueline Pierce was a very flamboyant person. So they would have, I think, it might have been like a, a sort of a circular situation, isn't it? That the more flamboyant outfit you put someone in, the more flamboyant performance you get. So yeah, I think I think that's it's probably she probably would have been better with it toned down a bit. I mean, yes. to say, like, because um, obviously, uh, uh, I mean, whenever this goes out, but uh, they might have sold out by then, but we've signed up for uh, the next Maximum Power mm-hmm. Team Blake event. And um, so I'll, I'll be going as uh, Travis Mark II, of course. And Anne goes, um, I wouldn't mind going as Serverland. So, okay, so I got all the pictures of Serverland. So There's a lot one, to choose from. Yeah, which one do you want to choose? And she looked at one and went, oh, I think I'll have a space anorak. <laughs> she wasn't impressed by him. <laughs> No, I mean, this was my question for you. Do you have a favourite Serverland outfit? I mean, I, you're, you, I, you've had, you've done yeah. your reference without me even knowing. Yeah, I, it. I think I like, I like the the first one she appears in because I what, think the it's white one, subdued, the white one. Yeah. Um, uh, I also I have a soft spot for the um, the Kasabi episode one with the hat. That I was my like second that. choice. Yes, I the, do the, like because it's like yeah. a, almost like a, um, a a long coat yeah. sort of thing, isn't it? All it, white yeah, with a white good. hat. But I do, I do. I think it's a weapon with the like the um, the one with the with like, the insect. Netting. Is it always oh, the insect? Uh, yeah, it's got the insect. I, the insect one, I'm not a great fan of. But which is the episode where she's got like almost a netting? Yeah, no, that I yeah. think that's weapon. Is that yeah. weapon? Yeah, 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 um, yeah, yeah. She's got chicken wire around yes, her neck. Yeah. Yeah, I quite no, I quite no, like no. That. My my favorite is the insect one. Yeah, I I, I like that outfit, and We've of course we studied that, that yeah. didn't we? At yeah. maximum power, you, yeah, you know, a so surprising piece yeah. of work. Yeah, surprisingly detailed <laughs> for what it needed to be. Yeah, uh, it's I don't interesting. Think it'd be very you... Comfortable though. No, no. It's like um, a bag of sugar duct taped to your chest. It's interesting. You and I, we've um, we've. Uh, been talking about our favourites, and they're both like either season one or season two. Um, yeah, and I, 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 I don't think the, the the outfits in season four. I don't think did her any favours, especially no. when they started dressing her in black. Black um, is no colour. I don't think black no. works for her. Did I can you see, see what they're that... doing, the villain thing, but oh, well, too on the nose. Yeah, yeah. Did you see? I, I think I mentioned that um, she she wears black after the Auron yes. thing, and it's like she's yeah. mourning for her dead things. Uh, apart from, I think she wears red once. Yeah. Um, I think um, that that strikes me as a, either a, a, a throwaway thought from the actress, or that's a after the fact. Oh, I, yeah, you, I never wore anything other than black. I wonder if it, no, and that's I, become. I think with know. season four, I can't remember his name. The costume designer, he was rather OTT, yes. and I think it was, "Oh, darling, you're such a you know pantomime yeah. villain. I'm going to dress you like that," and that's why. She has like you know vulture feathers and, yeah. and stuff like that. It's and her makeup changed very radically. Yeah, I mean she did. Four. She did become a pantomime villain. I mean she did. Mm. Um, I can't. It's season three, wasn't it, where she wore the Romana's old feather outfit? Yes. I mean, that, yeah. but that's. I mean, it didn't really work. 
But yeah, season four, I think she did become a pantomime villain. And I think to the detriment of character, I I think it would have been better. I mean, as much as I love Jacqueline Pierce, I'm watching her in anything, but I think it would have been better had she disappeared after Terminal, if that had been mm. her last episode, and bring someone else in as Slayer. Well, it it was going yeah. to be someone else as Slayer, and we were speculating, yeah. weren't we, who who would make a good Slayer. But no, she comes back as Slayer. Commissioner Slayer. Commissioner um, Slayer, I, yeah. Which sounds I don't a think lower, Commissioner... It, I was going to say, that's not very high up no. because, you know, we, we've got Commissioner Reeve in his baker yes. foil outfit yeah, in the sand. Yeah, that's true. Well, she, she's, she's police commissioner Slayer, isn't she? So she's just, she she's is. literally just running part of, she's not even anything to do really to the Federation. She's running a police force. Well, she's running yeah. the pacification program, yeah. isn't she? Yeah, for which, the police. Which doesn't sound particularly uh, powerful, does it? Really? This is where it all falls apart, and you've mentioned it before, in that everybody thinks Servalan is dead. This new person turns up called Slear, who yeah. looks just like Servalan, who acts like Servalan, and nobody seems to be able to uh, yeah. put the two together. Now, I understand that she's killed a lot of people that knew her, but it, there's no photos. There's, no. I mean, we'd get got that one painting, painting. yeah. <laughs> It's not a very visual world, is it? This uh, well, you said you said that right yeah. back when we started yeah. this show. Everything was like a Wild West yeah. drawing of people. Yeah, it. Yeah, so at so, so she she escapes off the Liberator. She knows she's been kicked out, and her yeah. plan to you know wrestle power back has failed because the Liberator is now blown up. She she assumes you know um, you know. Uh, Avon and everybody on Terminal yep. are stranded there forever, so there's no point in going back there. Okay. Um, she also doesn't know that the Aurac, uh wasn't blown up on the Liberator because no. she wasn't there when Villa teleported down with Aurac. Yeah, so Liberator's take... gone, Aurac's gone. Meant, there's no she point doesn't in going mention Aurac in season four, does she? So she, presumably she's just written off. Well, we've got Aurac in uh, the Agrarian one, haven't we? Where you oh, know, of course, Avon makes yes. the fake yeah. one, no, you know, right. and yeah. and she says that's just so a she box must of flashing know, right? lights. Yeah, well, so when, she knows by then. Yeah. When do you think she started the Pilene Fifty Dave Ross in his dodgy wheelchair plan? Was that when Dave she was Ross. still Serverland, or do you think? Because no, that's a, th- a quick thing to set up afterwards, isn't it? Maybe think, Dave it, Ross yeah. was like a remnant from her server. Yeah, days. and this is so she's she's been ousted, and then she thought, "How can I get back in?" Well, I've still got this iron in the fire. No, that doesn't work. Yeah. I mean, Dave, Dave Ross can't see, but he yeah. um, he doesn't know that Slear is Serverland, does he? No. You so know, it can't be. No, it can't be from those days. You know, she's a quick but, worker, isn't she? She is a quick worker. I don't know where on the rung of the ladder she started again. No. It is Commissioner very low <laughs> down, and she just... It could be that there was somebody called Commissioner Slear who she bumped him, yeah. off. Yeah. Bumped off. You but know, again, and just there's, get... there's no one like... You're working in an office with Commissioner Slear, and then the next day Commissioner Slear comes in and it's a different person. You don't go, hang on. Yeah. <laughs> it She's got to kill a lot of people in this job. It doesn't hold up. No. And, I mean, presumably, you know, she... She, she starts as commissioner and she's got this pacification program. Yes. Presumably, the ultimate goal on that, this is before she even knows that, you know, Avon and all the others have survived, is she will start getting power back by pacifying people into submission yeah. that she can then use to gain power again. So she's starting again to build power back up, isn't she? She is, yeah. So, I mean, that, the whole reason none of this holds together is because, like you said, it was never meant to be her. But we've got to work with what we've got. Yeah. At what point do you think she got her magic chair? 
What do you mean by magic chair? Her magic chair of uh, of um, that she can turn to people's minds. She uses it in uh, animals. Oh, yes, yeah. Because wouldn't that, that? that? Yeah, that would be better than Pileen Fifty, wouldn't it? Maybe, for, for people yeah. she wants to, because all you do is you go the person that's saying you can't have this bit of power. She says, "Well, can I arrange a meeting with you?" Puts mm. him in the chair. You love me. I'm your favorite person. Straight away, she's got that. Why wasn't she using that more? This seems to be the way that she's going because at no point does she want the uh, Scorpio like well, she wanted would. Liberator. Yeah, you would. know, you would think she would go after Orac. Yeah, that's what I was, know. that's why. But you said about the thing. That's why I was thinking. Oh, I wonder if she thinks Orac's gone. But no, because no, no, yeah, she's using Egrorian yeah, to, to get, get Orac. She's behind the scenes you, of Egrorian. You isn't would have she? thought she would have. Um, she would have done that straight off because Orac yes. is her. I mean, Orac, really, for anyone who wants to use him properly, is the key to power, isn't he? Yes. Because he can control any computer. So if you just change records, you change things, you change the command keys for the equivalent of the nuclear codes. It, yeah, but she doesn't. She goes she doesn't. through this whole thing of wanting to pacify people in shopping centres. Which doesn't seem to work. So that definitely they, doesn't work. Yeah. She gets a magic chair, like yep. you say. Maybe that was going to be the next thing. We know that she she has other interests because gold. She's after all that money. Yeah. For some reason, she wants the money in gold. Do you know what? She's this, acting undercover. This this is this is how shockingly. So we've been lovely discussing this up till now. We get to season four, and then the words for some reason. Yeah. Come into play a lot, don't they? She wants some gold for some reason. She goes off to visit Justin on the whim for some reason. Yeah. There's a lot yeah. of, a lot of, uh, I mean, I wonder how much, how many of these scripts actually had Servalan in and they've just gone, I, I, well, we've got, we've paid her for X number of episodes. We've got to put Jacqueline Pierce in it. Yeah. Like, shoehorn Servalan into that script, but it doesn't make any sense. Do it. Yeah, yeah. For some reason she's in Warlord. Yeah. She doesn't Why? need to be in it. Nope. But that was her very last story. I mean, what I don't know what the point was of Warlord, her being in that. What is she trying to do there? Yeah, and it's also, it's annoying a bit that they only had her for so many episodes and they decided to to put her into Warlord. Save that episode appearance, put her in Blake. Mm. Would have been so much better. It would have. I, I, I said to you the other day, I, I was quite startled, I... I I screen grabbed her very, very yeah, first yeah. appearance and then her very last appearance. And it's almost like, I think I said to you, yeah. you, you know, she she's so gaunt because they didn't think Jacqueline Pierce was coming back for season four because she yeah. was ill and she, she had lost a lot of weight. And the outfit's not doing her favours. The makeup's not doing her yeah. favor, any favours. And I said to you, it's almost like a, a drag act impersonation of Servalan. Yeah. When you see Servalan season one, to how Jacqueline Pierce looked in the last episode, oh bless her, she's and um, yeah, it's only four years. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's such a shame that she goes out in in yeah. Warlord, just leaving a bomb in an airlock. That's the last yeah. thing we ever see. That's that, that, that's so that's not worthy of the Servalan yeah. that we know. You know, she would never do that herself. She would get a lackey to do that. I mean, a lackey would yeah. have gone to deal with Zoom. Exactly. A lot of people sort of think Travis didn't get a good send-off, but compared to Servalands, his was masterful, wasn't it? Yeah, mm. she's... And again, I don't... Is that because... I mean, A, not many people seem to care about season four while they were making it, but is it that they it just wasn't planned, so they had... I mean, by the time they were writing the last six episodes, they, they knew what was happening, so they could have 
they could have had this work better. Mm. Was it just that it was all so rushed and no one, well, no one really, I think no one cared. They were moving on to other stuff. They knew it was the last. Well, I'm just, I'm just looking at at my episode guide for season four, right? Yeah. Now let's have a look down here, right? Because yeah, she was shoehorned in because Serverland was never meant to come back. It was meant to be slit. Right. I'm going to read off all the stories. In which one of these is Serverland playing a major part, right? Rescue. Nope. Nope. Power. Nope. Nope. Traitor. We find out that she survived. Yeah. But not yeah. a mate. I mean, she has no real bearing on the, the no. plot. Well, she's doing is. the Pileen yeah. 50. That's the one yeah. with Dave Ross. Yeah. Right, okay, so, so we'll, we'll say that's a, yeah, that's, that's a major plot point. Okay. Yeah. You know it All right. Really so there's anywhere. one. One out of three. <laughs> yeah. Right. Star Drive. No. Nope. Animals. For some reason. She's, yeah, for some reason <laughs> she's in it. And it's but the she most, didn't need to yeah, be. It's the, it, it's the equivalent of, of you know, Hitler not paying his paper bill as a yeah. mark of evil. It's pretty low down there, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, next one, Headhunter. Nope. Nope. Assassin. Yes. Yes. Wish she wouldn't have. Uh, yeah. Again, I've forgotten about Assassin. Yeah. She's, right. she's, she's in it a little bit. But the plot is so sort of weak. But that didn't have to be Serverland. That no. could have been the new character, you yep. know, using this, uh, you know, assassin called Cancer to, yep. you know, to, to get uh, uh, the Scorpio. Uh, games. Well, she's behind the scenes with Belkov, yep. isn't she? Uh, Sand. Mean, to be well, fair, yes. she, she gets, I think she gets a couple of nice scenes in that. She's Yeah. So I think that's so far, that's the closest we've got to the Serverland of old. Yes. Games. Yes. Yes. True. Much, yeah. No, I didn't like her in uh, Headhunter. Uh, not Headhunter, Assassin. Assassin. No, it wasn't. She, no, it wasn't. No, she she was too OTT. Yeah. Uh, Sand. Uh, we'll drift past that one. Yeah. Um, gold. We find out she's behind it all, but it wasn't necessary to be her. Again, uh, so loco. What's she doing grubbing around for money? Yeah. Yeah, Orbit, the Agrorian one. Yeah. She didn't need to be behind Agrorian. Agrorian could have been the threat through that. Yeah. And Warlord, no, she didn't need to be in it. There's yeah. about three, three yeah. out of thirteen where she's actually necessary. In yeah. It. And of those three, they're not exactly world-shattering. No. Events are they? They're again very low key. No. Not worthy no. of. I think that's what season four and none of the episodes in season four are worthy of. Of the server land we know and love. Last week you yeah. said about, you know, or we said that the, one of the strengths of Sulin is she was just there for one season and she wasn't watered down. Yes. And I cool. think, yes. yeah, yeah. She, she, she'd overstayed her welcome, Serverland. I think if she'd gone so, out yeah. at the end of season three, that would have been uh, a stronger memory of the character. Yes, yeah. Right. I Definitely, definitely. I think we would now, we would now be like, talking about her best stuff we wouldn't yeah. be going through and saying was she necessary in this i think it's just a case of they wanted serverland back they because that she's part of the thing but but her role her it's a bit like with blake and it and, and travis when, once once blake's gone there is no point having travis we could we said we could have worked out ways of doing it but realistically mm. she the characters no longer need it and i think serverland as well once blake had gone Serverland wasn't needed. She got a no. couple of good, real good episodes in season three, but her story arc compared to everyone else was gone. Mm. I don't understand this need for, and you, you get a lot in everything where where you've got to have a, a recurring 
villain every week that's the same. Otherwise, they think people are going to go, Who, who's this or whatever? Well, it's the Moriarty thing, yes, isn't yes, it? Yes, yes, yeah. You know, or, they, or, or John Pertwee's Doctor and the Master. And the Master, yeah, week. where it's like, Who, who's behind this? Well, I bet it's the Master because he was the last 18 stories. Um, yeah, that's what it, it wouldn't it have been. Yeah, wouldn't it have been better if <coughs> Servalan at the end of, she did die at the end of Star 1, and then we got a few different officers vying for power or something like that. Mm. Mm. Some different threats. I don't know. Yeah. I, I mean, it'd be a shame to miss certain episodes. I mean, like Rumors of Death, I think she's really good in that uh, mm. in season three. But the ca- yeah, the character's arc was over. There was no... Yeah. There was nothing I'll tell left. You, what, I, I, you, you said it. don't put her in, in Warlords and put her in Blake, but i tell you what I like about her not being in Blake because everyone's like, oh, where's Serverland? Serverland's behind it. What I like about the way Blake finishes is that yes, that's the Federation that have come in, but maybe Serverland wasn't even aware of yeah. it. It's just an arm. It's a unit of the Federation, you know, um, Oh, what's her face? The girl that can't act, um, you know, the oh, girl yeah. who's uh, a Arlen, traitor. Yeah. Arlen. Maybe Arlen knows that this guy's called Blake, but she's so out of it. And, and you, you, you know, the Blake legend hasn't reached her. She doesn't yeah. know that that's the Blake. All she knows is there's rebels and you've got to call the, yeah. uh, the guards in and, and they are all killed. And it's not a, you know, a, a, a thigh slapping pantomime villain. Aha. At least uh, at last I've got you. It's yeah. just senseless deaths. Nobody, yeah. not even Sir Serverland knows that Avon and all these others have been killed. Yeah. It, it would be the equivalent of like, Every battle in World War Two, at the end of it, Montgomery jumps out and goes, "Ha ha! It was mm. me!" Yeah, you don't. <laughs> it was me all along. Yeah, it, it's a big old universe. We don't keep need to see the same people. That's what um, I like about yeah. the, the the ending of Blake is yeah. that it's not it, it all happens just over a misunderstanding. Yeah, there are not some huge mass, mass, machinations going on no. brought upon by Serverland. You don't have a ah a hologram of her head looming above. Oh, you're, you're, yeah. I've got you now. Or, you're, you know. Yeah, it's basically it's, it's just the, the entire thing hinges on. Uh, Tarrant being a bit of a, an idiot, doesn't it? And yeah, not he just says the wrong thing, yeah. and, and Blake's got a silly game yeah. that he plays. You know, it's all a misunderstanding yeah. because that's how real life things happen. Yep. They can be tragically uh, happen because of just silly yeah, just things silly that should never have happened. Yeah. Mm. All right, well, Serverland, right? Yes. Um, her very first line, the very first time we see her, she's in her office on Space Command, right, with Rontaine. Care to guess what her first line well, ever I mean, was? I should know because it's, it's a brilliant scene. Um, is it something like, um, you can assure the president that the matter's in hand or something? Or That's close. That's, that's a little yeah. bit later. It is, gentlemen, I share the president's grave concern. Ah, okay. Because Ron Tain yeah. has just been going on about Blake becoming a legend. And her last line, prophetic or oh, not. Right, so that's going to be in Warlord. It is. Uh I wouldn't even like to guess. It's going to be no. something stupid. <laughs> it is. It's yeah. enjoy your new territory. Yeah. As she goes, swans off into that airlock and drops not, the uh, bomb down. Not very yeah. profound, is it? No, not the best of moments, which leads in nicely to, um, do you have a favourite moment? Uh, have you been well, able to choose a, I've, a, a, I've, a I've favourite thought, I've thought moment? about this long and hard. And there's, there's, there's lines I like, and there's little bits I like. But I think that this... this as a working scene, for me, my favourite is that first one with, uh, with where Montaigne. she's where she's just talking, 
realistically with two civil servants it's it's play i mean she she she's not underplaying it or she is compared to later but it all works it's not overplayed it's realistic and she creates an impression she's also i think drop dead gorgeous in that first shot she looks mm. she looks so pretty I don't, I don't think ever she uh matches it no no, it's just my, something. My about, it's something about the, her stance. It's just something mm. about the way she's just yeah. standing still like that and looking concerned. Yeah, and know? she everything you need to know about that character is sort of summed up in that first scene, isn't it? Blake is becoming a legend. His name is a rallying call for malcontents of all persuasions. He must be stopped. Gentlemen, I share the president's grave concern, and I am aware of the danger should Blake become a legend. But let us keep this matter in its correct perspective. It is true that Blake has command of a superb space vehicle, but he is just a man backed by a handful of criminals, and that is all. He is not invulnerable, nor is he superhuman. He is just a man who has been extremely lucky to evade capture so far. With respect, Supreme Commander, we are aware of the facts. They are simply that with all the resources that the Federation can call upon, this one vulnerable, lucky man is still free to cause havoc. You have some criticism of my handling of this matter, Secretary Rontaine? Not at all. I hoped merely to convey the concern shown by the President when he briefed me for this visit. It would be very helpful to all of us if we knew if you could indicate what action you will now be taking against me. Very well, Councillor Berkow. You may tell the President that I am appointing a space commander to take absolute control of this matter. He will be exclusively concerned to seek, locate, and destroy Blake. Oh, excellent. Excellent. May we know the officer's name? Yes, you may. Space Commander Travis. I understood that Travis had been suspended from duty pending an inquiry into the massacre of the civilians on the planet Oros. And I have satisfied myself that Travis acted correctly in this matter. The civilian deaths on Oros were unavoidable. Um, there are other incidents on his record, um, unfortunate incidents. He has caused the administration some political embarrassment in the past. Uh, in dealing with even minor insurrections, he has been uh, overzealous. Oh, don't be afraid of the word, Secretary. Ruthless committed. He does his duty as he sees it, and he sees it clearly. He has no time for the dirty grey areas of your politics. <laughs> I'm sure you're right, and of course the appointment is made on your judgment and uh, your responsibility. Responsibility is something I have never evaded, Secretary. Ah, may I then tell the President that you are confident that the Blake problem will be solved soon? You may tell him to prepare a statement announcing that Blake has been eliminated. Thank you for your reassurances, Supreme Commander. Goodbye. A safe journey back to Earth. That first episode of hers is superb. I can see why, because she wasn't meant to appear again, was she? She was going to be a one-off. And yeah. I can see why someone, while they were making that, went, Ooh, we've got something here. I'm Absolutely. glad they did, but that's my favourite, yeah. All right, okay. Um, I've, Yours I've is said sand, before, isn't it? <laughs> is it? Well, Snog yes. in Tarrant. A Snog in Tarrant, <laughs> yeah. No, no, no. My my favourite, I've, I've, I've gone on, um, 
on on record as saying before it is the moment in terminal at the end where she tells avon that blake is dead. yes yeah that i think concludes our business you said there's a ship that could get us off here there is perhaps i've exaggerated just a little you see she was rather badly damaged when we made our landing but i think with some months work she could be made spaceworthy just about what about Blake? Ah, yes. Blake. I owe him so much. After all, it was he who brought you to me. We made a deal. You promised me Blake. Blake is dead. He died from his wounds on the planet Jevron more than a year ago. I saw his body. I saw it cremated. Blake is dead. I saw him. I spoke to him. You saw nothing. Heard nothing. It was an illusion. A drug-induced and electronic dream. We spent months preparing it. We recreated Blake inside our computers. Voice. Images. Memories. A million fragmented facts. When I was ready, I started sending you the messages. Seeding the idea in your mind, I was conditioning you. And you were my greatest ally, Avon. You made it easy because you wanted to believe it. You wanted to believe that Blake was still alive. Let it go, Avon. One final thing. As you know, this planet was designed to help our scientists watch and study how life first developed on Earth. The experiment was more than successful and has led to some highly unpleasant life forms. Do be careful. We have met some sort of primitive humanoids. I hate to think that they were our ancestors. Oh, but they're not. The planet's evolution was massively accelerated. It developed through millions of years in a very short time. The creature you saw is not what man developed from. It is what man will become. First of all, you've got her gloating. You know, I think that concludes business. Da, 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 yep. da, da, and, and she's, well, got she's the supremely confident in that. She's well, supremely she? commander. Yes. Yeah. Um, um, yeah, she's supremely confident. She's got what she wants. Da, ha, 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 ha. And then Avon says, what about Blake? You promised me Blake. And... She becomes quite grave, and of course, you've got to remember this is was going to be the last ever story. So you you can take it that she is telling the truth. She's telling the truth. Blake She's was tell- dead in that episode. Yeah. Yeah. I saw. I saw it. I saw his body. I saw it cremated. And yeah. I love the way she goes from the gloating Servlan yeah. to an almost you know sorrowful. She's yeah. regretful to give them the truth. Finally, she didn't have to give them the truth. You know, she could have said yeah. anything about Blake, and they—they've got no way of knowing. As far as she's concerned, they're stranded on Terminal for the rest of their lives. Yeah. You know, what she should have said is, "He's here somewhere on the planet, but you have to find him." And then she could have chuckled as they're looking behind bushes and things. <laughs> but no, that's my favourite yeah, one. I, no, I really do. So, I also like the one where she's chained to the wall and she says it's an old you know wall, Avon. Um, it, it, yeah. it waits for us all. That was going to be my second choice. That was going right. to be my first choice. But then I was sort of thinking about it. And I thought, it's too structured to be quotable. Hmm. It's written with an eye to the fans. 
yeah. that one. And I, it, it's brilliant, and she's really good in it. But it's not realistic. No one speaks like that. No. She'd be going, no. ow, me arm, yes. buggers. Yeah. <laughs> okay. um, but I do like, I think that's brilliant. But that is a, that's a, a great scene from a TV show. As I think the, certainly the first one and the one you said, they're very believable. Yeah. It's more of a performance, that yes. one, isn't it? When she's it's not, Yeah, it's, it's almost Shakespearean. Yes. So, yes. And, yeah. yeah I, it's good. Not that good. Yeah, I think we've said before, you know, that if they ever do, you know, remake Blake Seven, do a Battlestar Galactica, um, yep. that it we we can't really see Serverland being recast. She is so Jacqueline yeah. Pierce. Well, they, I mean, they they pretty much did recast Serverland in uh, Farscape, of course, um, mm-hmm. but that was self-acknowledged by the producers that this was, you know, their version of Serverland. Um, and it just didn't work. It came off as melodramatic and a bit silly. And I think that would be true now. I think I think you would you'd have to go so far away from what we class as Serverland that why bother? Yeah. You know. Or you do what Galactica did and like with the Starbuck yeah. and you change gender and yeah. Serverland is because uh, I what wasn't Serverland originally written as a male? Uh, I'm, not, I'm not sure. It wouldn't surprise me. I mean, everything at the BBC at that time was originally written for a male until someone says, I say, chaps, we've got no females in this. Mm. Oh, there's a scene mm. with a cook in it. That'll do. Um, you know, I mean, yeah. You, what about a female Travis and a male Serverland? Well, so that could mm. work. Yeah. yeah. And they might, they might do it. But I, but I can't see anybody. I mean, they are massive high heels to fill, yeah. aren't they? I can't You're, see any actor no. now... A female actor, you know, replacing her. Well, we because we, we've lost we've lost Molly Sugden as well, haven't we? So yes, um, yeah. I could see her as Serverland, but you know full well they would make it. They would play up that she's a massive deviant, and there would be a sex scene every other scene. Yeah. Uh, it, 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 like I say, what what is uh, there's a the, the TV show called uh, C, which is um, Jason Momoa. Um, and there's a character in that, the Queen, that is very Serverland-like. And I think that, that could be a way of playing it. Like, mm. And I could sort of see her playing it. Um, but I just don't... Yeah, don't do it. Think up your no. own Think up your own characters. Yeah, it's going to be much more interesting than rehashing old ones. Well, if they do bring it back, it would be good if it is a sequel and completely yeah, new characters, so. completely new ship, you know. But uh, honour the old... The system. Yeah. Yeah, you have another liberator. You yeah. know, the system is found because DSV3, you know there was another yeah. system. Yeah, yeah. All right. Well, behind the scenes, again, I've got some quotes for you. Yep. All right, and um, it's the quotable Via Lorimer again, um, and this is how um, you know she got the part, how Jacqueline got the part, um, and uh, he, he's talking about how he went to see a play in the West End and she was in it, and he says this is Via now. Um, she was playing a temptress which caused a general sensation at that time because she removed the upper part of her garment and thrust a bare nipple at one of the characters in the story. Well, I naturally took notice of this somewhat, and when we had to cast the Queen of the Galaxy, I thought, by God, if she doesn't look good with that dark hair and those big eyes, she does look marvellous. So there you go. There you go. She exposed a nipple. So right? Get your tits now, out and get yeah. a job. Now, I'm, I think the play that he's talking about is called otherwise engaged all right Right. because Jacqueline Pierce was in that and I've got a quote from Jacqueline Pierce saying about how I was doing a show called otherwise England 
I engaged with an actress called Mary Miller. The way I heard the story was they offered the part to Mary Miller. She turned it down, so they thought of me. Now, Mary Miller, I put this on Facebook last week. Right. She played Rose in uh, Keeping Up Appearances. Right. And even with a shaved head and dyed black, no. I cannot see Mary Miller as no. Servalan. Because, as you said, she was meant to be in it for maybe, what, two episodes, and that would have been yep. the end of her. And and maybe if you had used Mary Miller, maybe she that's wouldn't she have, would had, have had, yeah. had the impact, and that's all that I sh- should have had. I think um, I think Mary Miller would have played it very much like the uh, the female president in uh, Frontier in Space in Doctor Who. Right. Um, so very much more uh, traditional female role of that mm. time, we shall say, yeah. being politic. Yeah. Jacqueline Pierce also says, when I joined, they wanted me in jack boots, a helmet, and safari suit. And I said, no. What? Because if you, if you do that with this haircut, you might yeah. as well cast a man. Yeah. It was my idea to go for a completely opposite look. I think, that, I, 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 as I said, I think that's a very sensible move. Um, much, I'd like to have seen Jacqueline Pierce in a, uh, in a bell staff, just to see what it looks like. Um, perhaps when she went down on one of the planets, they could have done that. You know? mm-hmm. um, but, no, I think I think they did the right thing. Yeah, I've got another quote from Veer Lorimer about uh, the shooting of uh, Aftermath yep. down on Bambara Beach. There, um, there was an occasion on which Servalan was dressed in a flimsy little frock. I don't know why they wore such flimsy frocks up in the galaxy, but she certainly did. And there was a scene where she imp- imperiously walked away. That was, um, you know, through the sand dunes, yep. wasn't it? And a bramble caught the back of her dress as she went. There was a tearing sound, and we saw two beautiful (laughs) half-moons. Many an actress might have been embarrassed, but not Jackie, who said, Take a good look, boys. I usually charge for this. That's 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 Jacqueline Jacqueline. Pierce all over, isn't it? It is, yes. (laughs) She quite rightly had no shame. Yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, And then I've got one more quote, okay, from who is it? Da, 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 da. I can't find a name. One of the costume designers, right? Um, saying about Jacqueline Pierce, she could wear anything. And I used to delve into Cecil B. DeMille's biggest extravaganzas from Hollywood in the 40s for Jacqueline. She was wonderful to design for, statuesque, voluptuous, and confident. When I was designing for the show, Jacqueline always wore white. I think that changed later on, but we made it a rule between us. We employed a man who was responsible for all her dress decoration. He made the most fantastic jewellery, which he had incorporated into the fabric. He made one that was created from silver wires with crystal in it. That's the one you're that's, talking about, yeah, the chicken the wire one, yeah. thing. And another that was a draped piece of fabric that ended just below the bust, a sort of Marilyn Monroe shape. Servalan was a treat. And, I, and she was. She certainly you know. was, yeah. 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 It's a, a, a fine epitaph for anyone. Yes. Now... Yeah, she was born in Woking in Surrey. Your your favourite stumping ground. Yeah, well, War of the Worlds, isn't it? She she was born not far from Horsell Common, yes. Her mother left home when she was 16 months old. And she grew up between her father's home and a foster family. And she attended the Marist Convent School for Girls at West Byfleet. Right? She she was taught by... uh, nuns yeah and you've got this uh very quotable quote from her about you know when um um you know she had to uh seduce people just thinking up yours mother superior wasn't she 
you know. And I remember when I met her. I've, 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 have you ever met her? Have you ever yeah, met Jacqueline yeah, I, Pierce? Um, I met her. Uh, oh God, must have been about nineteen eighty-four, eighty-five, somewhere around that. She was at one right. of the, uh, I think, one of the Watford film fairs. So it was, um, so basically, there was a table there with her, uh, Valerie Leon, and um, Caroline Munro. Right, all in a row. Right. In a row, in a Munro. In a Munro. Um, hey. In a Munro. Yeah, um, yeah. I've I, I've only met her to talk to the once. Yeah. I've, I've seen her at a few things, but only relatively in recently in the last few years. You know, while I've been trooping for the five hundred yeah. first, and and she would be at things. Um, but uh, when I met her, um, it must have been about. It must have been just before we started doing this show. I was at yeah. uh, one of the film fairs at the Central Hall oh, right. yep. in London, and she was there, and uh, Judy Matheson was there as yep. well. And uh, and I met Jacqueline, and and she was very very charming and very yes. uh, outrageous yes. with the things she was, that she I mean, would say. She was outrageous when I met her, and I I think she that was she loved that part of it, wasn't it? Playing up to the the mm. fan expectation. I would have loved to have met her in her prime. I mean, not that yes. she ever went off. You know what I mean? But, but yeah. I've seen her in her prime. I, I remember that yeah. Starburst convention. I think it was 79 oh, no, or 80. Yes, and they were all there. They were all up yeah. on stage. And I can't remember where... I don't think I, 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 I met them. I can't remember meeting them, but mm. I, I was definitely there. In fact, you see me in the audience of the uh, in Starburst magazine. Oh, you, right. can, you can see the top of my head. Um, but uh, no, I... I the, I, I went up and I had a natter and she was being outrageous and she was because uh, she had <laughs> quite quite a uh, a, a, a wicked sense of humour. Yeah. But uh, I was getting an autograph for a priest down the road. Okay. okay? Because at the time I, I I I was helping out with the um, in my spare time I was hiring out helping with the hiring of the uh, of the church hall. Right. Right. Okay. This uh, and 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 the priest who lived in the church next door was a massive Blake Seven fan, huge Blake Seven fan. I think he was from Sri Lanka, <laughs> so but he must have known watched Blake Seven, you know, yeah. here in England. I don't think it it, it was shown there, but he was a massive, um, uh, you know, Blake Seven fan, and we would very often have conversations about, about Blake Seven. And he did say, you know, and I said this to Jacqueline about, you know. Um, um, you know, he he said, "Well, yeah, Jacqueline," and he had a thing for Servalin, yeah. and he and he's like, you know, um, you know, she 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 would put temptation my way, and I'd have to pray in the evening and and forgive God <laughs> for yeah. the dirty thoughts that I was having about Servalin. And I said that to her, and yeah. she has got the dirtiest <laughs> laugh, Jacqueline Pierce. She has got the dirtiest laugh, and she found that hilarious. And she came out with the, "Oh yeah, up yours, Mother Superior story yeah. again." She said, "Oh yeah, I had a convent." Uh, upbringing and to find this out that I I was tempting a priest. Yeah. You know, she she loved all that, you know. Oh uh, bless her. Yeah. Um. So she studied studied at the Royal Academy of Dramatic Arts at RADA and also in Los Angeles at the Lee Strasberg Actors Studio. Um. She's got quite a uh, a, a notable TV career, as you know. Yeah. Um, but after Blake Seven, she went off for a while, didn't she? She went mm. off to Africa, didn't she? South Africa. Yeah. Well, she did. Uh, was it? She did a. Was it Out of Africa or one of those films? Didn't she? She did. She oh, went did over she? there to film. Yeah. Maybe that's where she made the contacts because yeah. I know there was a chunk of her time 
of her life when she was looking after orphaned vervet monkeys. She oh, was right. working at a monkey sanctuary. And then I know that she came back and she was living down in Cornwall yeah. where she was making money um, doing nude modelling. She was yeah. an artist's model, wasn't she? Yeah, yeah. Because yeah. when, I, when I was uh, working at the cinema, the, one of the films that uh, we were showing, and I'm sure it, it might be out of Africa, one of them should have looked it up really um and it was the the scene where she wanders in completely naked into the party and basically asks if anyone wants to uh to get intimate with her in a in a That's... typically jacqueline <laughs> pierce way and um, it always got shocks from the audience you know because up till now it's been a very straight laced sort of yeah. film um and i always remember that it's like I'm sure she would have enjoyed the fact that she was shocking audiences in Oxford. You know, you know I don't remember that guy. Yeah. I, I remember Out of Africa. I showed yeah. it. I only watched it once, I think. But yeah. I, 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 surely I would remember seeing Serverland. I naked. would have thought you would. It you might not be Out so. of Africa. It was one of those, you know, when there, there seemed to be a glut of films about Africa in the colonial days. And it was, it, it was one of those. We'll have to have a oh. look. I'm going to have to have a yep. look, yeah. All right. Uh, before we get on to her, her film and TV roles, uh, one other interesting fact, I don't know if you know this, but uh, both her ex-husbands subsequently married Felicity Kendall. At the same time? No, not at the oh, same right. time. But yes, yeah, she had two husbands, right. and both of them then um, married Felicity How Kendall. bizarre. Um, it's I a mean, bizarre I can't, fact. I can't, I can't argue with them marrying Felicity Kendall, you know, but... Yeah, well, I mean, it's strange, isn't it? But you get that in these little cliquey uh, actor sort of things, don't you, where where people seem to swap wives regularly yes. with each other and all marry yes, in the crowd. It's quite a small yeah. community, yeah, yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, so, yeah, let's go on to her, uh, film and TV appearances. One of her very first uh, film appearances, and you've really got to study it to see her, she's actually in a carry-on film. Did you know that? Uh, which one's she in? Carry on, don't lose your head. Oh right, yes, I have seen stills of her in that. Yeah, yeah, yeah it's, it, it's the scene where yeah, you've got the uh, the black fingernail, um, yeah. you know, in disguise, and you've got Kenneth Williams there. Yeah, she's one of the ladies in waiting, right, in in a posh frock, right. But uh, genre tally, uh, I thought, yeah, this isn't bad. I thought she would have um, surpassed Sulin. Sulin last week I had eighteen. But no, uh, close, 15. Oh, wow. Okay, 15. So um, the very first two things, because they were made at exactly the same time, the Hammer, Hammer films, Play, yeah. Plague of the Zombies and The Reptile. Yes. I, I, are you keen on these uh, films? I, I do. I've got them on Blu-ray. Um, I do like them as films. They're very atmospheric. They're a bit... I mean, The Reptile is a bit of a stupid film, not only in its storyline, but in it requires people to do really stupid things to get injured in it um i think she's very good in it although there is um unfortunately it's one of those one of those scenes where they filmed it while she had an enormous zit <laughs> on her face now whether that was an outbreak from having the latex snap put on i it don't could know well be. but it's one of those where it's a close-up and it's that's all you can see but yeah she's she's good in that i do prefer um plague of the zombies um yeah but she's only in it half, she, uh, about she's, halfway she's, through yeah, she gets she's, dumped down a coal mine yeah she? she's not in it for long um no i don't think you could say she stars in either of them even though she's the main character in the reptile she is the reptile yeah, yes yes 
Yeah, yeah. No, I like them both, but I'm a massive Hammer fan. So, yeah. Um, The next, she was in the Avengers. I said she was in some ITC things, so she was in the Avengers. Um, She seems to have uh, done quite a few of these, like, horror supernatural anthology shows. And the first one comes up, something called Haunted, which was a supernatural TV show. Yes. I don't remember it, but I probably watched it at the time. I used to watch anything like that. Yeah. Um, Dead of Night. Do you know a, a doesn't ring a bell no. Dead of Night? That's a horror, horror anthology. Are these TV all show. ITV ones? So. Yes. Yeah I, yeah. I think so. So we've got Haunted Supernatural TV show, Dead of Night horror, horror anthology TV, show. TV yeah. show, then Leap in the Dark Supernatural TV show again, right? There's a theme. Then about. yes. Then we've got Shadows, which we've mentioned I remember before. Shadows, yes. Which is scary TV show yep. for children. Then we have her in Blake Seven. Um, she didn't go off and do things between the seasons of Blake Seven. So the next thing she does after that is Doctor Who, of course, which of yes. course you Chassini, know. Yeah. And she wasn't Chassini. meant to be in that, was she? It was a different actress. Oh, oh, I, I didn't so. know yeah, that. I think so. What do you think of her in that? Uh, I, unfortunately, she's just playing Serverland. I was going to say yeah. she's very Serverland-like, yeah. just with longer hair. Yes. Um, I'm not a fan of that story. It's just. I... Uh, yeah, that, I, the Orsini of the Tim Thing Grig. Yeah. I don't like that the, the, the guy who's playing him, and I don't like the makeup. This is yeah. This is I sort of got a love hate relationship with the Colin Baker stories. I love Colin Baker's Doctor. I hate the stories he was in. Um, and this is again, it, it's it's this period in Doctor Who when they thought that putting in really sort of embarrassing lines of dialogue was the height of sophistication. Like you say. Shocker of the Quants and Grig and Chassini mm. of the, and all this, and they rather than just tell a straight story. And again, the stories just don't hold up; it doesn't flow. Um, but yeah, it, it's probably the mo- the Colin Baker one I've watched the most because it's got lovely Pat Trouton in. But mm. but Jacqueline Pierce is not not really. She's phoning in this one, bless her. Yeah, she got a holiday in yeah. Spain for it, but. She's yeah, I mean, the, the location's nice, yeah. and yeah, she is phoning it in. Yeah, I like seeing Patrick Trout and Colin Baker yeah. together, but I don't like, yeah, the 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 guy with the eyebrows. Yeah. I don't like the, the look of the Sontarans. No, they, um, they ruin the look of it. I mean, how, and the guy how with can the glasses. you have a six-foot bloody... Yeah, yeah. And, and the guy with the glasses was very yeah. irritating. All right. Um, the next thing was a TV show called Moon Dial. Have you heard of Moon that? Dial. It rings a bell. It's something about a time portal. All right. I'll have to look that one up. Um, How to Get Ahead in Advertising, the Richard E. Grant film. Apparently she's in that. I've I've watched that, but I I haven't watched it for a very long time. I don't remember. Uh, Dark Seasons, or Dark Season, TV show. Another another horror anthology. Mm, Yeah. Uh, The Young Indiana Jones Chronicles. Did you know she was in that? Uh, I think everyone around was in that. I gave up watching it after about halfway through season one. I just no, thought I never, it was. I never um, bothered. It was tripe, to be honest. All right. Um, Ghostlands, which is a horror TV movie, and then lastly, a Doctor Who thing I've never heard of before called Death Comes to Time. That was a um, uh, internet video, wasn't it? Wasn't that? Um, it was Sylvester the... McCoy. I know. It's oh, it's Sylvester not the one I think. Right oh no, Scream of the Shalkers one. I'm thinking of. Oh, that's um, Richard E. Grant. Yes, isn't it? that's that, that one. one. Yeah. Uh, I think it was a, a a web series. I don't think it was it was animated. I don't think it was actually a oh right a, a filmed story. Okay, not real. Who does that count on a genre tally? Though? Yeah, I reckon bang it on. All right. Okay. So, well, all right. We'll 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 keep her on the fifteen yeah. then. 
All right, and that gives our who tally of two. All right, which is yeah, it's not bad. Yeah. All right, so here we go. Ratings. Right. Yes. Now, fair to say, I think that below say five, not much changes. I think I think Serverland's in your top five, is she not? Uh, yes. Right, so everybody is going to move out of the way. Right, so shall we go from um, five to one? Yeah, yeah, let's do that. Sorry, the, right. cat, the cat's just jumping up on my lap, so excuse me. There we go. Get her settled. So before, at five, you had Aurac. Who have you got now? Is it Sulin dropping down one? Su Sulin drops down one, and everyone after that drops down one. Yeah, okay. All right. I think well, it's going to be very similar to yours, to be honest. Yeah, yeah. Same with Mike. Callie's dropped from four to five. Yeah. All right. Who have you got at four? Who did I have before? Because I've only got my. You had Travis Mark one. Oh, right. Um, this is where Serverland goes in for me. Serverland's going in at four? Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I love her character, but I only love up till sort of the end of season two. Um, so I do think the dilution effect has come into play there. Um, but yeah, I prefer I prefer Stephen Grief and the characters I've put above her to her, which I know it sounds sacrilegious, but yeah. So your number three then is Travis Mark One. Yep. And then above Travis Mark One, you've got Callie. Yep. And then you've got Travis Mark, Mark two. two still yeah. on top of the tree. I know. No. That is a shocker. I thought I, you would have put Serverland higher than no, four. I, I, I was really tying with this, and it's because it, it's like because I've been rewatching a few sort of Serverland clips on YouTube and that, and it's a, and then I was trying to put her in, and uh, it's like, but I love, I love Stephen Grace, Travis, Callie, and oh, I love Callie's really good. Right, Callie's really sort of spoken to me since we've done this, and um, Brian, of course. It's going to take one of the big three to topple Brian. Blimey, I, th I, yeah. thought, I thought we would have had yeah. a toppling. Blimey. No. All right, well, I go uh, five Cali, yep. four Aurac, three yep. Sulin, two Travis Mark one, oh, one wow. Serverland. Serverland's gone straight in there. Straight in at number one, because I wow. think, you know, everything we were just saying about season four, um, yep. uh, Serverland and everything, I think Jacqueline Pierce is so strong, especially in season one and two. When I think of Serverland, I don't think of Serverland from season four. It's no. either one or two or choice stories from season from three. three. Yeah. You know? So, yeah, oh, we do differ. We do differ there, yeah. Yeah. This is, is, what is yeah. it going to take to get Travis Mark II I off say, your... I think it's going to be one of the top, the big three, the big three hitters. Right now, I've, yeah. I've got an image yeah. of Brian Croucher on top of the Empire State Building, yeah. straddling it like King Kong, Bat, you know, with all the, way, the others all the at other the windows all the yeah. way down. Yeah, yeah. Travis Mark II on top of the Empire yeah. State Building for you. Isn't it, isn't it weird? Because a, a couple of years ago, before we did all this, there's no way he would have been. And it's only since re-watching it that, I, yeah. that I've so appreciated what he's doing. Yeah. If weird? I went back in time in, in my yeah. TARDIS three years and said, Ian... Travis Mark II or Serverland, you would have said Serverland. Definitely, yeah. Wow. 100%. I think Blimey, what a shocker. <laughs> so my, my list three years ago, my list, my top five with the characters we've done would have probably been Serverland or Travis Mark I at the top. Part of, okay, Serverland might just be Travis Mark I. Then probably Callie, uh, then perhaps Orvac. Travis Mark II would have been probably in the bottom five if then Blimey. isn't that weird 
Well, this is the yeah. uh, th- this is the power of this show for it you, is, isn't yeah. it? It can change right. your mind. Well, or we'll see it. what's going to happen. <laughs> um, before we talk about next week, I've got a shout out just Ooh, before we go. We like yes, outs. yes, from our Facebook page, uh, Mickey Rat. I don't know if he's a new listener, but Mickey, thank you for all your contributions. He's been uh, contributing quite a bit uh, uh, over yes. the last week or so. I think um, we should put he's... in brackets in the middle of his name, Mickey the Space Rat. That would be good. Mickey Space Rat. Yeah. Yeah. That could be it sounds a gangster name now, don't it? You made him sound yes. like a villain. <laughs> well <laughs> Well Mickey, Mickey Space Rat, Rat Mickey Rat, yeah. whatever you are, yeah, Mickey. Uh he recommends us. Excellent. Um, always nice to get a recommendation. Great way to spend an hour or two, definitely recommend it. So Is it I've I've noticed on Facebook and that recently, there's quite a few people come in late to the party on the 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 podcasts. And I I wonder if they're like seeing a part seeing something advertised for their a character they like. Mm. And coming in because it seems a, a very strange place to start, like yeah. five from the end. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah be good, good, good point. Yeah. Because yeah, we're five from the end. So if you are new to this, you've got over a hundred uh, to go yeah. back and listen what to. What lovely back catalogue of waffle we have. Well, yeah, yes, yeah. There was what a an, volume of work. It was a nice. Was it? Was it? Was it Mickey, or was it someone else that said they listened to it cycling home? That's got to be dangerous, isn't it? Yeah. Well, yes. Yeah. I, you would have thought that's far too distracting. I would have yeah. thought so, yeah. Yeah, yeah. All right, okay. Well, that's us done. You, you say yeah. about the big three that are coming up um, <laughs> next time, one of the big three. Let's see what happens. Um, next time, it's Villa Restal. Villa, good old Villa. Good old Villa. But is he going to be good old Villa? Where is he going to be on this uh, little Empire Scots Yeah, I State don't, don't, don't want to say. I don't want to say, but but... Actually, up up to this point, up to my formative years of Blake Seven, so when I watched it originally, Villa was always my favourite character. Will that hold up? And has this show yeah. made you reevaluate? Yes. All right. To be continued in seven days. All right. Well, we'll see you all then. Then, okay. Yes. See you then. All right then. Right. Bye. Thanks then. Bye. <laughs>